to episode three of the Coweta 441. Today, I'm honored to have a special guest with us, our sheriff of Coweta County, Lynn Wood. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, Sheriff, I think it's best if we begin by allowing you to share a little bit about your background before we jump in. I know you got a lot of exciting things to tell us about the sheriff's office. And uh, so give us a little background on your experience in law enforcement and what you've done here in the community. Well, I started with Newton Police Department in 1978. Uh, so I was there until 1995 when I came to the sheriff's office under Mike Yeager. Uh, I've, my biggest reason for coming to sheriff's office is I wanted to get into the SRO program. And um, the city had already put someone at Noonan High School. And East Coweta was still open at the time we started talking. But before we got through talking, he'd already found someone inside their agency that wanted, but he had opening investigations. So he asked me to come over as an investigator, which I was doing for the city. And so about a year later, the guy they put at East Coweta left, and I started at East Coweta, and I really enjoyed doing the school resource. Mike moved me up and put me in charge of it as the division started growing. And then um, as things went on, he let me start up the training unit, and so I started up the training unit. And then as some of the others started retiring from the courts and from the jail, he moved me to those positions. <laughs> so I, I've learned a lot at the sheriff's office about what went on. And then, of course, in 2019, March of 2019, he was appointed U.S. Marshal. So I was appointed as sheriff at that point, interim sheriff. I won the election in June of 2019 and then won the general election in 2020. And then I've uh, been sheriff ever since. And I've really enjoyed it. Different than I expected. <laughs> so, like I said, got a quite an extensive experience in law enforcement, not just with the sheriff's office, but with Noonan PD. Uh, I, I think our personal connection goes back to these Coweta days, back to the SRA program. Yes. So, uh, you I were a student. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I was a student. So, uh, but, uh, you know, neither of us have aged much since then. No, no. But, but uh, I definitely appreciate what you have done in the SRO program and have grown that. I know it's really key for our community. So let's jump in a little bit more deeper to the sheriff's offices and your operations. Of course, in Coweta, the sheriff's office is the primary law enforcement agency across our community. Uh, we also have a few uh, police departments in a few of the cities that are in the county. But let's kind of get into a little bit of the sheriff's office specifically. I know right now you guys have about 300 budget positions throughout your divisions. That's is that correct. right? That's correct. And what, what does that look like for your office, like division-wise? And we uh, The jail and patrol divisions are our two largest position, uh, divisions. They are um, probably well over 100 in each of those. And, and the rest are investigators and drug investigations, special operations, and then, of course, the administration. So really, I mean, the sheriff's office does a lot, right? A lot. I mean, it's not just patrol. I mean, there's a lot to it. Kind of describe a little of those functions. I know we could probably spend the whole day talking about it, but tell us a little bit about, you know, what what a, what those divisions look like. Our sheriff's office is considered what they call a full service sheriff's office. Most sheriff's offices, there are county police forces, so they don't have to do the law enforcement side of it. And the uh, the sheriff is a constitutional office, so in the state, Georgia, state of Georgia Constitution, it says 
sheriff will be responsible for court security and the jail. So those are our two main responsibilities. But in Calhoun County, we are the law enforcement part also. So we have a patrol division, which is the cars most people see, the white cars with the lettering. They are the ones riding, trying to be proactive to stop any criminal activity. And we have the criminal investigation division, which handles regular criminal investigation, any any crime from a minor theft to a murder case. Then we have the drug um, unit, which handles drug investigations. They also do human trafficking. They do the uh, child uh, internet crimes against children. They handle all the air aviation that we have with a helicopter. And so we have that unit, and then we have the school resource unit. All of those are inside the criminal investigation division. And then, um, of course, with school resource, now we have 22 officers assigned to that, one in every school in the county. Um, we have the jail division, which handles, of course, all the security and the health and food and feeding of the inmates and keeping them safe and keeping the officers safe. And we have the court division, which handles, of course, security in all the courthouses, which we have three of them, the probate court, the justice center, and then the juvenile center. And so we handle security in all three of those. But we also have to serve warrants for the courts. But we have a warrant division. We serve all the papers for civil division. And then we have a transport transport unit, which transfers prisoners from jail to prison or from prison back to the jail for a court or transporting them to the hospitals or doctor's offices, whatever is needed. So there's a lot going on. And we also have an intel unit that they do all our intel for us, and those are usually the, some of the um, the admin people that we use as well for other parts of the administration day-to-day work, but they do the intel. They can research someone and find anything out you can think of. It's amazing to me, but um, they do a real good job. I know, you know, for most of our community, as you mentioned, um, the the real interaction with our citizens is probably our patrol unit, right? It's minor accidents, maybe maybe something going on in their neighborhood, speeding, traffic violations. But, man, what you just described is a tremendous amount of work. So I think reasons to say that every day is a busy day. <laughs> every day is a busy day. Getting busier. The faster we grow. Uh, we've, I always tell folks this is a hidden secret down here south of the metro area. and uh, But it's not hidden anymore, I think. We have people moving in every day from all over the United States. I mean, not just from up around North Atlanta and anywhere. It's growing from everywhere. And I know also, you know, you talk about your specialty teams and some of those operations. You also have a four-legged uh, division, if you will. And well, one, one of those units got some PR here lately about a great uh, save, in my opinion, of our deputies. Tell us a little bit about that. We have a canine division. Right now we have seven canines. Uh, they are a, a real valuable to the county because it's like having another police officer where the initial cost is all we really have in them other than the feed and the care. And they, they do so much. And recently, of course, one of our, we had a, one of our canines saved one of our officers lives by 
he latched onto the arm as the guy turned and shot at him. And we, we are sure because he was standing right there that, uh, the officer was his handler. If he hadn't grabbed him and threw him off balance, I think he would have shot one of our handlers. And so it's, it's wonderful to have the canines and we're looking at adding actually three more. We've already found, uh, have a donor that's prepared to pay for the canines. And so we're going to have one on each shift, which will be wonderful. Uh, that way, there's one always on duty, and then we'll have the, the the six others that we already have two on in the drug unit, and then the other four um, in the um, special operations unit. Yeah, they've been a great asset, as you said, and continue to grow that program. They do. Well, I know we mentioned the jail, or you did earlier. Um, obviously, aside from data operations, you've got a pretty large expansion project going on. We do, and it's 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 coming just at the right time. Uh, what I would say, and I appreciate the county and the citizens in the county um, because it it takes a lot, and we can't do it without the support that we get. But um, we are we have currently in our jail four hundred and eight beds, and we're averaging around four fifty daily population now. So the new addition will give us another additional 160 beds and then we, of course it'll give us a larger infirmary which we need for the mental uh, cases that we handle now and also the medical cases uh, it's enlarging our cafeteria our lunchroom our kitchen area it's enlarging our laundry area it's, and so it's coming just at the right time as we're continuing to grow so the current jail it was built in, I guess, the original sheriff's office in 92, right. and then there was a, an expansion, and so it's been added on, and so we have about 408 beds today. Yes, sir. So we'll be adding the 160. It'll be a, a lot better, and hopefully, you know, as I say, if you build it, they'll come. I hope they don't come, but we're, we're building it. It's like you said, the uh, a lot of the inmates that you see today have a lot of mental health issues. And I know currently the infirmary and the setup for that is not adequate. Uh, also, I know one of the challenges you all have is the segregation of those inmates from whether it be gender, whether it be, you know, criminal activity. So this, hopefully this new expansion will help. It, what we currently have is, and we've been gigged at the U.S. Marshals and also the Georgia uh, Sheriff's Association will send someone out and do an audit of your jail just to make sure you're doing all you can do. And the only thing they really ever gigged his own was classifications. And you have to separate people, like you said, gender-wise, but also on the severity of the crime and, and their past history. So that was the only thing that we've had the problem with because we so crowded right now. So we'll be able to separate them a lot better and be able to keep better control over what's going on. That's great. Well, that is a roughly $40 million project. Uh, again, we appreciate the our public facilities authority and the board of commissioners supporting that project. Oh, yes. uh, it's, it's well on its way and um, hopefully it'll be online sometime in 2024. I know you guys are staffing up and trying to make some changes. So it's a good, good project. It really is. So let's kind of pivot. We, we talked about the jail. So let's talk about the flip side of that is the component of that is the crime. You know, oftentimes you hear with population growth comes crime. 
What can you tell us about the crime in Coweta and what you guys are seeing and what, what you could share with us, our listeners? Most crime uh, statistics that you receive is per 1,000 citizens that you have in the county. And so really for our area, we are still below average. We're at probably 16%, which is very low being this close to a large metro community. And so our crime rate statistically has not gone up. We, Although we see more crime, it's because our population increases also. But the thing is, is not only are you seeing more crime or hearing about more crime, is because we are being more transparent about what's going on in the county and with social media and with the local media around. We have a good relationship with them. We're calling them, letting them know when things are going on or they're calling us. And we're getting it out as quick as possible, not only because we're trying to be transparent, but letting the citizens know what to look out. And our citizens here are very supportive and they will they will call us and let us know when they see something not right, which helps us tremendously. Uh, We started a program a while back called the ownership program where a deputy would be assigned to an area and try to stay in that area for as long as he could. And he would get to know the people and the people would get to know him. And then they would call him and let him know if they saw something, it didn't look exactly right. And it helped tremendously. So kind of like community policing in a, in a large county, basically. In a large county. Yeah. And it's working out well. That's great. Well, I'm glad to hear the crime is staying idle, if you will, despite the growth in the population. I think a lot of that has to do with your leadership in, in our law enforcement arena. And I think the, um, our, our people and the proactive nature of what we do, of course, as you said, with us being so close to Atlanta and having an interstate that bisects our community, a lot of that criminal activity is transient people coming through. So that's one thing I remind people about a lot is, you know, when you hear about crime, don't necessarily think that that's crime that's occurring in your community or in your neighborhood. It's sometimes a lot of transient people. It's a, uh, most of the people we arrest are, see, I would say, 60% are outside the county, outside, not from Coweta County, which is uh, says a lot about Coweta County, that we are... We're a good community. Absolutely. You touched on something I think is important also is the support from the community. You know, historically, through my years in involvement in the county, we have a tremendous support for public safety in Coweta that's like no other. That's uh, true. A sense of pride uh, for our men and women and what they do. Uh, I know that oftentimes, you know, I get calls saying, can I take food or can I take a gift or can I take something to fire station or the sheriff's office? What has What's your experience like from from that side? Uh, we've we've been very blessed in that we are our patrol division for the first time that since I've ever known it a hundred percent fully staffed. Uh, of course, we're already pulling people to go into other divisions, but to have the patrol division become one hundred percent staffed is unreal in this day and time. And a lot of that has to do with the community and the support we receive because. Our deputies are our best uh, recruiters. They're telling these other places how they're treated. They go uh, 90% of the time, our officers, if they go into a restaurant to sit down to eat, before they leave, someone's already picked up their check, and they don't even know who it was. 
and, and people are constantly walking by and I'm thanking them for what they do in the community. It's it's just amazing. And these guys that we're hiring from some of these other communities are coming in here and they're just amazed. They say, man, we, this didn't happen where we came from, you know. And so it just it just tells you what kind of community we live in and how much support we receive. Yeah, it's really good. And I think I couldn't move on without mentioning the fact of uh, the tremendous love and support from Miss Norma Haynes. And that's where a lot of it comes from. Yeah, I had supper with Miss Norma last night, but uh, she really pushes people to support all public safety, whether it's 911, fire department, ambulance, us, the prison. She she has always been the grandmother of law enforcement, public safety around here. And so we all love Miss Norma and she is our biggest advocate. Absolutely. She is always speaking up for us. So so talking about community support, kind of a, a jump off point. Uh, I know that uh, we've had SPLOS in our community since 1986 and I haven't been back through every single project since then, but I know I've looked at a lot of those. And I would say that in general, the sheriff's office has benefited from SPLOST in the, in the community since 86. Tell us a little bit about your perspective of SPLOST and what, you know, in the recent years, maybe how you've been successful with it and what your intentions are if we're successful in continuing that. I think one of the things that we do have going for us is our equipment that we're able to purchase here. And we couldn't do it without SPLOST. Uh, the equipment that we need to do the job is very expensive. Uh, the vehicles, the equipment, the even just for the lights and everything that go into the car, it's all very expensive. And without SPLOS, the taxpayers would have to fund all that. And if you go into some of these communities that don't have SPLOS and they, and they don't have good equipment, and so... They're they're really far behind. Here we're we've been able to keep up and roll on because of SPLOST. Our most of our vehicles, especially for patrol, are purchased through SPLOST. Uh truthfully, before I got involved in the budgeting process a few years back, I wouldn't have known all this. Uh, but now that I see it and I'm involved in it. I really know how important it really is to have SPLOS because I'm also a landowner and I don't want to have to pay for all that through my tax money. And I know that that's where it'll come from. If I don't, we don't have SPLOS. So uh, I encourage everybody I see to don't forget SPLOS because it is very important for us to be able to do our job with the equipment and stay up to date on all the technology that's out there. It's just amazing what we're able to do because of SPLOST. Yeah, I think one of the things that I've seen in my tenure here is you, you mentioned patrol and the vehicles. Uh, it, it was definitely a challenge to keep up because those vehicles are running hot, or they were years oh, ago, yeah. 24-7. That's and uh, I know under former Sheriff Yeager implemented the take-home program, and that was another good move. But that was because of SPLOST and having those funds available. And so that's a lion's share of your replacement cycle, right? That's correct. Uh, we have... Uh, even now with the vehicles, it's hard to um, keep up as far as the equipment that we put into the cars. Uh, we have several new cars sitting on a lot now waiting to be equipped because the equipment is taking a while to come in. So, but it's, uh, we are very blessed with the vehicles we have. We're not, we have 
we were running some cars with over a hundred thousand miles, but majority of them are getting down less than one hundred twenty thousand. That's great. Well, Sheriff, before we wrap up, if you had one message for the community and something you'd like to share, what what would that be? I guess the biggest thing I like to do is every chance I get is thanking for the support that we receive. Um, it's not only because they pay for our meals, or but it's just a thank you that we receive. I receive um, cards in the mail. I receive letters constantly from people who are just thanking us for being there. And, you know, I, I share everything out with the uh, whole de- whole department, I, whether it's a jail or whatever. I send every thank you letter, every thank you card I get. I put it on it. I scan it into my email and I send it out to everybody so that they understand that we do have a lot of support here and we can't do it without that support. And And so I hope that the people know that we really do appreciate them. And that's my biggest thing is. Let's, let's let them know. Let's do the job, but we let them know how thankful we are that we're able to work here and live here and do the job here. That's great. And I appreciate you sharing that with your team because, again, sometimes those communications get lost. But to, to be able to see that. That's one thing I've it. been working on is communication. We we have fallen short on that for years. So. Well, speaking of communications, I know you mentioned earlier you guys have worked really hard on being transparent about crime statistics and other things. Um, I noticed you guys are doing a lot of public releases when you have a, a incident that happens in our community. So you, you guys are re- very active on your Facebook page, Instagram. You've got your app now. So again, a lot of different channels for our citizens and even our listeners that may not even live here that have an interest in seeing what you're doing. Um, so I would encourage them to follow those channels and uh, download the app if they're interested. I would too. I, that, we get a lot of good feedback from those. Uh, we get some bad feedback too, but you know, we need the bad so we can fix some things. So, uh, we ain't going to do it perfect every time, but we're going to try our best to get it right. Well, Sheriff, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I just want to thank the commissioners and you for all your support. Since I've been sheriff, we have moved forward a lot in the last four years, uh, with a new canine facility and the jail expansion and, also, some office space expansion, patrol expansion. Um, I, I just appreciate all y'all doing to support us so that we can keep up with what's going on. Well, thank you. We appreciate you being with us today and sharing a little bit about the sheriff's office and hope to have you back for another episode. Maybe we can talk more specifics about the great things that your office and your leadership team and are doing. Uh, I'd like to say to our listeners, if you have ideas about future topics, please let us know. You can send us an email at podcast at cowita.ga.us or reach out to us on social media. Lastly, I do want to thank our men and women in public safety throughout our community. Uh, Without your dedication and service, uh, we would not be the community that we are. So if you're a listener and you serve in public safety or if you're a family member, I just want to say thanks uh, for your dedication and service. And with that, uh, stay tuned until next time. The Coweta 441 is produced by Kathy Wickey, edited by Chuck Lofton, music by John Hensley and Patrick Thompson, and the graphics designed by Zach Mapp.
is ranked 42nd out of 159 counties in Georgia. So this resource is intended to discuss anything within the 441 square miles that's related to local government. So through our guest, we'll cover topics including elected officials, transportation, parks and recreation, taxes, growth, public safety, among other topics based on your feedback and things that we feel are important to share. This podcast is for you, so be sure to reach out to us if you have suggestions or a topic that you'd like to hear more about. You can email us at cowitapodcast at cowita.ga.us or send us a DM on Facebook, which is Coweta County Government. Also, be sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so that you'll be notified when new episodes are available. Thanks for joining us.